Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Booth Podcast, the place where we talk about life, love, and the deep topics you can't talk about with anyone else. My name is Ken. Along with me is my co-host, Dom. And please, if you guys enjoy this podcast, leave a like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tune into our Spotify and follow us on our socials. It'll be in the description below. <laughs> with that being said, enjoy the rest of the podcast. All right, so today we're actually going to be talking about the UFC again. You see what, 259, right? UFC 259, you have Israel, the style bender, mm-hmm. Adesanya, fighting against Polish power, Jan... I think so, yeah. Bl- was it Bl- Polish prince? Black- Blakovich. Jan Blakovich. Jan Blakovich. I love saying his name. He's, Blakovich. He's, a, <laughs> he's such an interesting character, man. The thing that we just witnessed, uh, they uploaded an embedded vlog today, mm. and it was like <laughs> about how... <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't be laughing at this, but... I mean, he's a tourist, kind of-ish. I know he's a fighter. Oh, oh, that's I'll, what you're laughing about. about. Yeah, what are you laughing about? Never mind. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm going to tell it anyways. <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead. He he showed off his bracelet. Remember? Oh, you're talking about that. Okay, okay. Yeah, there's a bracelet that he had that was <laughs> made from rope that of the guy that hung himself on mm-hmm. this tree when he found him. And he brings it around, like, every fight, and he also knocks on this tree that... The body was hung mm-hmm. before every fight, and it's like he's won every fight ever since then. So, I mean, it's kind of. Uh, I guess if you see it from different perspective, it's a good way to turn around a man's death. Yeah, I kind of see it as like he's fighting for him. I guess. I guess the life. Oh, uh, could have been. <laughs> Anyways, um, I I was thinking of breaking this down, but uh, I mm. it seems like you know a little bit more. I mean the events of this one. A little bit, a little bit. I'd say so. Um, so what? Let's start. Let's start with uh, Jan Blakovich. 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 Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, as far as I remember, he started his career in KSW, which is like kickboxing in uh, I think Polish, if I if I recall. Okay. Oh, disclaimer. I'm sorry if I get some of my facts wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just at the top of my head. So yeah, KSW, like you know, it was like their version of MMA, I guess, kickboxing, oh, okay. if I remember. And his record was like 17 and three throughout like a couple oh, years. Pretty solid. Yeah. So I think it was between the years 2007 to 2009 or 2010, mm-hmm. where he was like, you know, top star and whatever. He won the championships, I guess, or if that's what you call it. Okay. But in 2009, uh, he had an ACL injury, I think, oh, or an injury in general. Uh-huh. And so he couldn't compete. But then he came back, you know, next year and, you know, he won the title. But I think he lost one of his fights. I forgot his name, but he, he was a UFC veteran. But I, I completely forgot the name, so I can't, okay, I can't okay. recall that. And that's when, you know, he got, he got called to, like, the big stage of the UFC, signed a contract, and that's when he decided to actually switch coaches. I, forgot, I don't know the coaches' names. I forgot as well, unfortunately. But he switched coaches, moved to the U.S., if I recall, and he started his MMA career around 2014. And then he went, his whole time there, he went two and four. So six fight in total, right? If and he knew the next match, it's it's his cutoff point if he lost uh, again. It's right? like a, yeah, okay. yeah. So he's out the promotion. So he decided to take a two year hiatus. Mm. So he moved back to Polish, uh, Poland. Poland, yeah, my bad. Moved back to Poland, signed back with his old coach that you know taught him everything, and then ever since then, back in the UFC, he just went off. Don't forget your roots, Zach. Don't forget your roots. Okay, like he, he's like an underdog in the story because almost every matchup he's get, he's he's been like in, in the light heavyweight part. It was like, yo, I don't care about you. Mm-hmm. I care about John Jones. I'm gonna take the title off him. Yeah, the right? goat. Yeah, and like, yeah, they, they 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 completely like disregarded the man that's like super dangerous right in front of them, mm-hmm. which was Jan Blakovich, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it was like amazing, an amazing underdog story that he's made, right? So yeah, he's tried it up pretty bad, then in hiatus, then just came back out of nowhere. And just won the title, just like that. So far, it sounds like the buildup of the Conor McGregor Dustin Poirier fight, mm-hmm. almost like, yeah, wow. I could uh, I could see how everyone's just been like blindsiding him. Yeah, but people are still, you know, not choosing him over Adesanya, which is. Uh, I mean, I can understand. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's just course. right now that he's a good fighter. It's just tough to tell. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's so funny. He's so wholesome. Right. He's like the one guy you can't hate. <laughs> we were just, again, we were just watching the embedded vlog, uh-huh. and just him taking tourist photos. Like, like if you guys watch well, episode two, yeah, I think he's episode like, two. He takes a picture. I sent to my mom, <laughs> <laughs> and then the little cactus. <laughs> and then, no, then, then the part was like uh, his friend taking a picture. Oh, I almost got the bird. <laughs> oh, almost. Damn, almost. <laughs> like 
You can't hate the dude right can't now. Can't hate him. It was so funny. But then there's Adesanya, mm. and you can't hate him either. Because like, you know, youthfulness, quote unquote, last style bender. Yeah. Or he also went by the Black Dragon back when he was in China. <laughs> the Black Dragon. Okay. Uh, dude, that was, a, that was a creative name. I give him that. And like, let's let's break him down now, right? He has mm. over, like I think at a hundred exactly a hundred combat sports wins. I think so, roughly or more. That's insane. Mm. But it started off with him, born in Lagos, Nigeria. And then his parents moved to New Zealand, if I recall. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because they wanted a better life for him. And he was he was the oldest of five siblings. Right? So, like, that's, like, being the oldest, I think I think you can relate to yeah. this. It's just, like, a lot of burden, right? Yeah, but, like, yeah. a lot to go through. Mm -hmm. And he was actually in computer design, if I recall. And then 18 started Muay Thai. And he liked the sport. And his, he's like, I, I want to take this professionally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So moved to China around uh, when he turned 20, if I recall. And his parents didn't exactly support it, but he went there, found a gym, found uh, a master. I don't know, remember, I don't remember the name. I, I just can't remember to pronounce it. So maybe just like, who? Okay. <laughs> right? And then um, he fought there. I think he got had like an outstanding record of like 34 and 0, mm -hmm. right? And then decided to go boxing mm. and he was just all over the place then during boxing i think he also took up mma and you know when you have a record of like he progressed to a record of like 75 to like three or one i think yeah yeah, yeah. like you create a name highest. for yourself bro That's super big yeah his, his boxing career was short though he was five and five and yeah, one he has only like five wins yeah but he won by knockout once so like still that's, that's still impressive still knockout power i mean let alone you're in three other sports. That's that's true. Yeah, and then signed to UFC. We all know the last style bender progressed. Now he's like what eighteen and zero. Yeah, he's like one of the. I mean, in like two years, mm -hmm. two year, like two years, and he's he's won a championship, defended a few times against like some of the best middleweights we have. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of his fights are just so entertaining to watch. There's one against um, Anderson Silva, who's also mm -hmm. arguably the goat. Yeah, with him giving his uh, little Rockley. Oh yeah, I remember that part. Re reference, and then mm -hmm. you have um, him against Robert Whitaker. Mm -hmm. You know uh, what's the guy's name from uh, On My Block? Snoopy. <laughs> Snoopy. We have Adesanya <laughs> against Snoopy, and then we had you know him against Kevin Gastelum, who was probably his toughest fight. His like his whole face was all yeah. droopy in that one. That one was a tough one too. I was kind of shook. I was kind of shocked at that part. Like he's kind of short, uh, but then I, I completely underestimated him. Yeah, right. Like that that became his hardest fight, or like one of his, you know, For my guy, like Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. oh, but yeah, so, and then there's also like three other championship fights. You got Amanda Nunez, the double champ, defending mm. hers, and then you have, uh, the I think it's uh, flyweight. No, it's not flyweight. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know, but. Right now, all I'm focusing on is Adesanya. The main event. So we're about to make our predictions. Oh, dang. dang. All right, all right. All right. You, you so, first? You first? So. Or me first? Ready? On, on three, on three, on three. Wait, wait. I'm still thinking now. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. This is who I'm rooting for. And I think is going to win. Adesanya. Explain. Well, Adesanya is, I mean, not saying that he's the most, uh, most experienced fighter. Mm. Which, I mean, from the records, it kind of shows he is the most experienced. But he just seems like he's the most focused right now. Mm -hmm. He's never had a moment in his career, it seems, where he's ever, like, lost focus. Mm -hmm. He's always been on point, been training on point, just always developing in his training. Oh, yeah, ever since 18? Yeah, man. And he seems like he also has a lot of motivation from all different types of, like, whether it's fictional motivation, <laughs> uh -huh. like, from anime, or mm. it's... His parents, like in his most recent um, uh, uh, UFC countdown, he uh, got his mom and dad. A, uh, I think it was a Porsche. Porsche or Lamb? I can't. I can't. Remember. I think it was a Porsche. Yeah. yeah, and like you know, he's just and you know, being the eldest of five, mm -hmm. he seems like a pretty motivated guy, That's if true. you ask me. So, mm -hmm. and coming up from adversity, I go with yeah. Adesanya. Dude, uh, I'm kind of conflicted. I like both fighters. I think we were all conflicted. But I'll, I'll I'm gonna go with Adesanya. Uh -huh. Only reason why he does have like a variety compared to Jan Blakovich, right? Adesanya has MMA, um, kickboxing, and boxing, right? That's already a combination in like three, as opposed to Jan, who is only kind of mastered, you know, um, MMA and kickboxing, or just MMA in general, and only recently taking up boxing just to fight against Adesanya. And I think you need to take a lot of time to develop your boxing skills. 
right? So that's my prediction. I'm going to Adesanya. Let's just let's just. No, he's gonna win. 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 All right. So those are our predictions, and we are. It's only March third, so there could be changes towards these upcoming fights. Yeah. But I really hope it's not like the Conor McGregor situation. I really hope it's not. But uh, I wanted to quickly get get Kenneth to react to these because honestly, I don't know anything about anime. Yes, I'm a fake Asian. <laughs> um, but he bashes just, on it. I want Ken to educate me on every reference that he's making right here, mm. and we're gonna go through it. Notice me, senpai. Notice me, senpai. Fake and fine. These are for weebles. All the anime nerds, like you guys don't understand. Like they keep saying, "Oh, that boy, he's just fucking doing stupid hand signs." Like I, I drill these things. Okay, what's this right here? <laughs> hold on, hold on. What was that? So that's like a seal. Uh huh. So basically, in Naruto, um, his dad, right, and there's a demon fox that went out loose from that was in that was in his mother, and it got loose because she gave birth. That's when the weakest there's just like a seal that like contains the monster. Okay. And this monster kind of gives them power, but they're sealing it just so it doesn't kill everyone in the village, right? Mm. So he used it again to seal it into Naruto as a baby. So that's like it gives him power, but like it's like a way to get all the fuck, dude. Just get like energy, not energy. Just con- contain the monster and put it back into like prison or some shit. Which is him. Which is inside Naruto's soul. So he's saying like the monsters within him. Yeah. In the fight, that's mm. so scary, bro. Basically. Oh my gosh. Hopefully, I didn't offend anyone. <laughs> and this is the fight. Oh my god, mm-hmm. he's gonna destroy this man. Beautiful. Adesanya is stylistically like, I mean, that question kick. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Yeah, Adesanya is just—he's overall super skilled. I mean, how could you not like mm-hmm. like this guy at all? And they had to stop it. Oh my gosh. famous anime uh, worldwide and I got into it by watching the Rock Lee versus Garland fight and that was episode 48 I heard about this uh, mm. a year and a bit later I started watching the series so even at the weigh-ins the weigh-ins when I hit the Rock Lee stance that was the one that was the one I hit he stood there with his arms folded like Gara and I don't even think he knows who Gara is so then I posted this oh wow you know, like, so it's just a weird coincidence yeah surprisingly <laughs> Oh wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> okay, what is that? Explain to me how iconic is this? Because I remember some one of my friends that's like super mm-hmm. into anime. He comes up to me and just like plays this video, and I go, "What am I watching? Why is this important?" Okay, so this whole thing is called the Chunin exams, right? It's like to rank up. Right, so you can okay. become like a, like a master or like mm-hmm. sensei or sensei to be. Okay. Right? So this whole part is like it's like a elimination process. You have to win the fight to advance. Okay. So, um, Rock Lee has no abilities. Okay. So compared to like everyone else, they can like summon shit or okay, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. He has nothing, so he's pure taijutsu, mm. which is I don't know if he, I don't know if that's an actual form or whatever. No. Okay, so think of, and that character is based on Bruce Lee. Okay, makes and sense. And Gara is some guy who can use sand as his abilities, and he's like deadly. He's a cursed monster because he has one of the monsters in him. Gotcha. Or foxes. And this fight is iconic because a guy who's severely deadly against a guy who has no abilities. Mm. And Rock Lee just like went off. And he was, he was he able to like penetrate like a shield of him, of uh-huh. sand. And it was just amazing because no one was able to do that and, uh-huh. or get him as pissed off and shit. And then he thought he won, but he, he didn't. He wasn't done yet. Cause like uh, this is what I saw. Is he's like he takes off the weights. Oh yeah, on his legs, right? Mm. And it like it just creates a big oh, ass explosion. I feel lighter. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. And that kind of makes sense for this fight because, mm. uh, to give you guys context, context, Anderson Silva is arguably the goat of UFC. Mm-hmm. And so for Adesanya to be fighting, you know, like kind of coming up in the UFC, fighting one of the toughest mm. fighters. I mean, yeah. he was in his grandpa mode, but still. Mm-hmm. It's almost like 
you know, the warrior versus mm. like no powers. And or I think also the reason why is because people oversee Rock Lee. Mm. And since you know Alan Silver is like you could say the goat or quote yeah, unquote yeah. the goat, it like makes the whole scene better without even like actually perceiving it as yeah. it is, right? So wow, it was just like a complete accident. Yeah. All right, let's let's also pull up this other thing. I mm. wanted to show you, right? So everything I'm showing Kenneth is uh it's all Body anime active. related. And mm. I, I don't know a single thing about anime and I, I uh-huh. guess slowly getting intrigued i don't know we'll see about that one oh he starts watching oh nah i don't know man i don't know about that I'll force one. him don't worry guys all right so let's play this one let me just show you so this this is a a scene right before So what is what is that? What is that? So basically, this dude he's handed a death note, right? Okay. So it's a book called Death Note, uh-huh. and the Shinigami is like a devil, right? And it's like following him. Okay. So like some big ass black monster has wings and whatever. Gotcha. He's scary. We got the name. His name is Ryu. Mm-hmm. So basically, as soon as this guy writes down someone's name in that death death note, closes it, within forty five seconds, that person dies, like a horrible death. So. That's what he's essentially doing. Like, I'm writing down your name because I'm going to... Well, in that sense, I'm going to beat you and win. Uh-huh. But Liu Ki, he wants to kill him. Oh, my God. So, in the anime, if you got written that shit down, you would have... Anything could have happened. Uh-huh. You could have gotten hit by a car, sliced by anything. Think of, like, Final Destination, but on the go. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you can make it happen. Adesanya is one straight cold killer, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is another thing he says. Um... He he did this dance, mm-hmm. and of course you've seen the dance. Uh, he does this thing where it's called the spirit bomb, mm-hmm. and he's lifting his hands up, and he, this is what he says. He goes, that's from Dragon Ball Z. It's like my own version of a spirit bomb, and those who know put their hands up in the air, and I just draw the strength from them. Mm-hmm. What is that about? Okay, I haven't watched Dragon Ball Z, but I know about a spirit bomb. It's like, think of it. As a lot of people believing in you, and that's they're lending their power to you. Oh, so like think of it as like, oh, I'm getting the powers fans. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my power from my fans, so like creates its own spirit bomb. So my own form of ball of fury. Really, I don't know. I'm not too educated on Dragon Ball, so you can you can bash me for all I care. <laughs> you know what's really funny is like right after this pose mm-hmm. is they all run off backstage in like uh, the Naruto. Oh, Naruto run, run Ninja Run. Yeah, so <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. And then he goes. If Jared gets it done against Robert Whitaker, we'll do that shit like Naruto and Sasuke. He knows. What is what is what's so iconic with this? Oh, dude, I haven't reached that part yet because like I've been. Oh, you slow. haven't reached that no, part. No, no, but I know, I know this part. Okay. But basically, they like fight off, right? And then uh-huh. they're like they were quote unquote best friends, and then in the end is I forgot like he used Rasengan, Naruto's signature move. Uh, Sasuke used Chidori, if I remember, and they kind of like they clashed. Okay. And then the both of their arms like, got cut off. Oh. Not, oh. not I mean not like one arm. So like Okay. I think uh Sasuke was the one with the left. Like uh-huh. he got his arm cut off on the left. Naruto got his right arm cut off. And then they be like made up. Wow. So there's a lot of things in anime that just really transpired this mm-hmm. this whole thing. But but to be fair, I haven't reached that scene so I'm not that educated yet because I've just been so lazy to finish it. Oh, wow. So there you go, guys. Israel, the style bender, Adesanya, is, uh, he has a lot, of, a lot of influence from anime, and he's mm. going to be fighting this Saturday. Let's hope our predictions are correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want me to add this in, too? Go ahead. The reason he calls himself style bender, mm. it's, yeah, it's from his favorite anime or one of his favorite shows, The Last Airbender, right? So he had to master uh-huh. four elements. He's, he did that. He called himself the last style bender to master different forms of martial mixed martial arts. Uh-huh. That's why he's calling himself the last style of men. There's like, I'm going to master everything. And he's been mastering the UFC, ladies and gents. Exactly. Oh my God. So I found that like, yo, that, that's, that name means a lot now. Yeah, he's a cold killer. Uh-huh. Adesanya. Janelle's doing the smug face, bro. <laughs> so, ooh, cold. Mm-hmm. Let's hope. 
that by the end of this podcast, we're not crying. But yeah. All right. So, in light of recent news, as Kenneth likes to say, <laughs> um, we watched recently the Billie Eilish documentary. And I it piqued my interest because we were watch- uh, I was on TikTok and we just see mm-hmm. a bunch of like clips of Billie mm-hmm. and uh, her, you know, boy, well, ex now. Yeah. Q. I don't know who this guy really is. Goes by the name like Stage 7 Amp or something like that. Something like that. And um, I mean, it wasn't the whole documentary. Right? Like It was more like just little snippets from Little snippets there. of just why she like was when, Like in different cities and everything. Yeah. I was very interest, interested. Like I, I was interested about that portion because I wanted mm. to touch upon that on the podcast. But dude, she's talented as fuck. Dude. Oh, she is. Bro. Billie Eilish is one of the most talented people. And like to do all that at like... I mean, she was technically seventeen mm-hmm. when when she won the Grammys. No, I, I think was she not 17? seventeen? Eighteen, one of those, one of those. And 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 the fact that she recorded that whole thing in their in her brother's bedroom mm-hmm. in their childhood home, yeah, just gives it a bonus of how talented not only she is but her brother Phineas. Mm-hmm. And like, man, just seeing the mind of Billy, it, it was what I expected. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like being. When you're a child and you're just going, getting forced into the whole stardom yeah. phase, mm-hmm. I do see it, and, and it, it also it, it shows why she's so great. Mm-hmm. You see, like the stress she goes through with, like, oh, like I just performed and I'm super tired, and you want me to meet all these people, yeah. and they're, oh no, they're with the label, you have to like. And she was just getting aggravated, mm-hmm. and like, she even says like on the bus with her mom, like, can I not have a moment? Like to myself or whatever. Like, uh, like just one bad moment in my life. Mm-hmm. Do I have to be judged on every single thing yeah. I do? And uh, the documentary showed that even like just being some of the best, like you get, you get shit on for just the simplest yeah, of things. Like, uh, but I think she handled everything pretty great, considering the fact like, um, they just like poured everything. She was. It seems like she was authentically ready. You get what mm. I mean? Like it just also. flowed naturally. Like I think it was her statement portion where mm. she didn't know other people felt like men- the whole whole mental health part right mm-hmm. she said oh i was just saying whatever i didn't know people like i don't know how people were able to relate till i realized no one talks about mental health i think i think i'm i'm kind of messing that up right now but i, I think I, I remember that portion mm-hmm. yeah no yeah she and and the mom is such a great like i think watching that and i was just seeing like how her family was because if billy didn't have her parents if she didn't have her brother mm-hmm. i think it would have went to shit. Oh yeah, I'd say so. Because sure. she, they were such a strong support system for her, and like a lot of stars didn't really have that growing up. Yeah, and they, you know, they make a lot of mistakes. But mm-hmm. because her mom even said one time, she goes, "How could you make those mistakes? Mm-hmm. You have people that actually care. You have an army of people protecting you. Mm-hmm. They love and care about you. It would never happen that way. Yeah. You would never fall into drugs. You would never fall into like depression, mm-hmm. suicide, whatever." Like, it's just we're going to be there for you at all times. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, like, search so much for love because it's right here. Yeah. But then in that documentary, if you guys watch it, I think around, like, an hour in, mm-hmm. we see that now she she finds someone that she, you know, is super, like, stargaze for, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, the beginning was cute. Mm-hmm. They go on, like, a skating rink date, and you're like, oh, <laughs> man. Oh, she's happy. Look at that smile. Like, yeah. I, I think throughout the, f- the whole documentary, you can see the difference of her smiling and thinking of him mm-hmm. compared to, like, when she's out with, like, others. Yeah. Right? I'm like, dad, she's in love. In love yeah, even you know? even with, like, her, her brother. Like, she's getting frustrated. I'm not sure, like, brother. Like, that's who you work with. And mm-hmm. I know that working relationships sometimes get, like, uh mm-hmm. And then it came to the point where she's like, and I got my driver's license. <laughs> got my driver. And then she's just like, I'm uh, going to go see him. Mm-hmm. I don't think her parents liked him at all. I th- I think it was more the mom. The dad didn't really care. Uh, the dad didn't. Even, the mom didn't even look like she liked him at all. No, yeah, because I think um, there was one part where she came back right, and she immediately said, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna go see Q, mm-hmm. uh, whatever she called him, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then her dad was just like telling her, "Oh, don't be scared of the road, blah blah blah," like you know, fatherly advice. Yeah. Then she leaves. Dad's doing you know post interview again. Yeah, from that. I saw that. And then the mom's like, "Oh, did she leave? Did she go to the guy's house?" I noticed. You said the guy. Not the actual name, mm-hmm. and I, you can tell like she she doesn't think of him as like a boyfriend. She just thinks of him as like nothing. You know, what it looked like it just looked like they understood that that was her first love, mm-hmm. so they didn't want to like say anything to hurt her and yeah. like show that they don't support her. But they also don't want to like tell her like this is not gonna last anyways. Mm-hmm. 
because it it did seem one sided the whole time. Like I was just so frustrated mm-hmm. at all the parts where she's like, "Can you come see me? Oh. Can you just make the effort to come see me?" And it was at the moment that like obviously all of them built up, and you're just like, "Fuck this guy." Yeah. But then it came to a time where she messed up on Coachella. It was like um, all the good all the good girls go to hell. Mm-hmm. She messed up the lyrics completely and felt super embarrassed. But yeah. because she's such a great star, mm-hmm. you never notice that she like. Mm-hmm. feels anxiety yeah. like she was really good on that recovery but then when she comes out of it she's super sad about this performance mm-hmm. and then she asks like everyone's trying to support her make her feel good mm-hmm. gas her up and then she she goes ahead and calls q i was like can you just make the effort to come see me mm-hmm. and where was he he was chilling with his friends and i think one thing that also kind of it kind of like pissed me off a bit she so she invited him right they made a deal i think that kind of not it's kind of bad. You have to make a deal in your own relationship just to see each I other, know, right? right? Yeah. And then, yeah, later on post, after her performance, she's like, can you see me, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what do you mean try? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm like, yo. And what? you know she's mad when she throws her phone on the ground. Right. Damn. You just hear the... Dude, I, w- I wouldn't even throw my phone on the ground. But maybe that just shows how rich she is, yeah. too. <laughs> I mean, she's like, we're making millions. In the we're making millions. Billy right. being a, <laughs> a millionaire. Uh-huh. Uh, that, that whole relationship was so frustrating. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, me and Kenneth were talking about this, and it was just like, listen, a lot of people say this too. The moment that you stop acting like a boyfriend, don't be surprised when she goes and finds someone else. Mm-hmm. Because you're not filling in that role. Yeah. So don't be surprised if someone else is treating her right. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like, uh, Billy, Billy even said in the documentary, she's like, I don't know. I just couldn't leave. I can't leave anyone that I love. Mm-hmm. So when she said that, I was like, that's why she's stuck in this relationship. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like she loves so much. Like, she, I, I, this is how I relate to her. It's like, I, I can love so much, but like, I won't, um, I won't see a lot of the things that people do to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it kind in a way, like, sh- this is disrespectful to myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Because I, I think it's happened to me many times. Where I'm just like blinded by love mm-hmm. and fall in love with the idea of love. So I think Billy also kind of did that too. Cause it, and also be, co- stemming from first love, it's like, oh, we're going to make it. We can make it work. And you're just so cling on to the fact and you're clinging on to their potential. Mm. You know, like, oh, maybe in the future I'll get something back. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're just waiting. But like, that's not the best move. So what can you, what can you say to people that <laughs> go through this, bro? Leave. <laughs> Is it that simple? No, no, because, like, she also says to herself, like, I don't hate him, but mm-hmm. I, I still love him, mm-hmm. you know? So it's hard to leave someone you love. So I can understand that. And you think you're in love, but you're in love with the idea of love. You just can't, you can't see it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It you're just takes blinded. time to, yeah, you're too blinded. So you, it takes some time, mm-hmm. and eventually you realize this isn't for me. I feel like, I mean, I don't think that she chose to broke up with him. I think mm-hmm. her family was like, this is not it. Mm. It, cause it the whole the whole doc it just shows like those are her guardians yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. so what what do you do if a lot of people are trying to tell you this person ain't right for you and I you still are just like haha i can't see those <laughs> and hear your I mean, advice dude it's hard i think i get it though it's like but my advice i would say I guess some people just got to make the mistake, you know, <laughs> quoting Ted. You think so? I mean, you never know it's a mistake until you do it, right? And at least mm. you can kind of learn from it. Considering that was her first love? Yeah, like you have to experience things before you actually know what it means, right? Mm. Like you can't, you, you can describe a scab or like a scab to someone, but they don't really, they won't. Like, like a kid, like a kid's yeah. not going to know that it's bad to jump on the bed until he falls off the yeah. bed. Gotcha. Uh, I've had too many of those. Just say that. Uh, 20 years. So y- <laughs> but yeah, no, I think um, for me, it's at least it's like, hey, dummy, if your friends love you, mm-hmm. family loves you, they will do everything to protect you, yeah. dummy. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I totally get the whole like, sometimes if they don't support you, just yeah. fuck it. And, and I it. think uh, one time in the documentary, actually, I think Phineas was trying to take a shot at Q. Like, uh, it was af- after um, Billy met Justin Bieber. mm or no no he DM he Justin Bieber DM'd her yeah and then uh 
she told her family, blah, 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 right? Uh-huh. And then there she was crying about it. Her family's like, see, like, he just sent like an emotional message, I guess. Uh-huh. And Phineas was like, you see, these people value you. Like, you got to know who value you, value you, values you, uh-huh. right? And I'm like, oh, is that a shot at Q? Because he's not there. And she, she just was never there. Fuck that guy. Mm. But yeah. I'm like, damn, Phineas is a, a good big brother. So we've already talked about Billie Eilish, and then we've always t- already talked about Israel Adesanya. Mm-hmm. And um, this is kind of post-UFC 259, so we're going to go off on the uh, end of the conversation of, like, you know, this is what happens when you, like, kind of shoot for the star, or shoot mm-hmm. for the moon, and you kind of just end up in the stars. Yeah. Um, you have two levels of fame. You have Billie's super fandom and, like, oh, I don't want to s- write songs. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't, like... Yeah attention all that stuff and mm-hmm. then you have Adesanya who like through all the pressure you know shines like a diamond and like he seems like right now he's already like kind of used to it mm-hmm. it doesn't bother him as much compared to like Billy yeah it's like well I, I, like you said before there's like certain levels to how much fame mm-hmm. so I totally understand now from that perspective I was gonna compare them to but then it's like you kind of can't compare them to because yeah. there's different levels of fame but damn mm-hmm. like I don't know how I'd react or feel through that type of pressure right like because mm. let's say i got like manny pacquiao for yeah. example manny pacquiao has the whole country on his back <laughs> yeah, that's true every day not even just the country he has other filipinos across the world mm-hmm. on his back mm-hmm. just the whole nation that's a lot to carry and for him to win matches and you know go out there and just be the best you know manny he can be that's a mm. lot of I don't know. I don't know how you could do that sometimes. I just feel like I always let people down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know how to always do that. Mm-hmm. How would you think that you'd apply to that pressure? <laughs> um, honestly, dude, if I were to, like, be at that level of, like, fame, whatever, like, give, give me the Let's say I was at, like, Billy's level of fame, right? Yeah. I think I'd be able to handle it well. Really? Yeah. So let's say I was, like, let's say I was an artist. That's, All right, let's say I, I made that's, music. That's a little interesting. Keep going with that. Okay, so let's say I'm an artist, whatever. I've billboards. I've won Grammys. Just I feel like I'd be able to handle it. Only reason, yeah, it's a little tiring and draining at times, but I feel like I can handle it. Cause like, oh shit, people support me. Like mm. I never thought people would support me in my, ever in my life, right? Mm. So I'm like, okay, shit. This is, and I like what Billy calls her fans. They're not just fans; they're my family. Mm. So that's how she thinks of them. So she takes care of them or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like people against her; it's people with her. Ooh, I like that. But yeah, I think I'd be able to handle it well, seeming enough that like I think you could handle it well. I just then it comes down to like who are your real friends? Do you know like who you could really trust? Yeah. Unless you're fake right now. <laughs> Listen, if you're a fan, you 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 even say you have like a lot of friends, right? Like mm. would you Well be oh, wait, 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 call up misconception, I've called them friends, but really they're acquaintances. Mm. So I've figured it out along the years. So you know who your real ones yeah. are. So you like Cause like I, I don't even know who Billy's friends are. If you watch the documentary, mm-hmm. I don't really know. I mean, uh, she brought that one friend to Australia, but like I didn't know. I didn't. They didn't reveal. Yeah, it like or whatever. there's. I don't. I don't even know her friend. Like her li- real friends mm-hmm. are. I just know that her family is her family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even her boyfriend didn't even feel like a boyfriend <laughs> throughout <Yeah>. the whole <laughs> thing. So it's like, uh-huh. who are your real? F- I don't even know who Adesanya's friends are. I mean, maybe because I mean, no one really like cares about to put the camera on mm. them. You know what I mean? You think it's just his team? That's probably just his team, right? Oh, uh, most likely because I mean they have to surround him all the time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But like I don't know. Sometimes like even when we do the podcast, right? Like mm-hmm. it's so hard for me to distinguish when we're friends and when we're like this is a a thing that we're doing and we have to like stay professional. And yeah. Like you guys don't understand. Like there's just a le- <laughs> there's different levels to this, right? Like, like as much as we're not like we're not big, we're not anything. big or anything, but like there's a level of work, mm-hmm. professionalism that you need to get into, like a different zone. Yeah, especially with like let's say the guys I do my film school with. Mm-hmm. There's a level of professionalism that we have to distinguish between our relationship, and that's just so difficult. Right. I at first I was like, it's pretty easy. Like you just <laughs> if you're gonna be business wise, just uh-huh. be very like you know. Yeah. But no, I, d- I don't know how a famous... Pr- I don't even know what I'd do if I was famous. Really? My brother my brother thinks that it's a possibility in the future, but then I'm like, I don't know how I'd handle it. All right, so let's say I was a fan right now. I'd be like, hi, Dom, can I have your autograph? You inspire me. I mean, obviously, I'd give them... You know what I mean? Like, okay. I'd, I'd obviously, like, treat my fans, like like you said, like family, but it's just like... Uh, it comes to a point where you just don't know how to, how to take that pressure, like, mm-hmm. because every work that you have to do has to be the greatest thing. Yeah. Right, like even when Billy was making music, right, her brother, even though like 
Billy didn't know it. Her brother kept saying, this has to be the next best thing. It has to be better yeah. than the last song. And she doesn't want that. Yeah, so then he had to, like, formulate it in a way. Like, it was in the kitchen. Uh, he's like, I have to tell her this has to be better than the last song. But without telling her, it has to be better than the last song. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, he's a good big brother. But, like, that's got to be hard with someone who doesn't want to work or put in the work to, like, mm. execute it, right? Yeah, it was just like, um, he would, you could you would notice how he would change things, like, like I I just want to make this cooler. This is sound cool, yeah. right? You know how they say cool yeah. a lot. Like, just just trying to like um almost like <laughs> reverse psychology. Almost mm. like they're just like redirecting what it actually is yeah. to making it that. And it's just so confusing. Mm-hmm. It's so diff. I I think it's a difficult process mm-hmm. because even when it comes to like like this podcast, yeah, I'm just using this as a reference because that's all I can relate to. It's mm-hmm. like how do I tell? Tell Ken, tell my brother that's behind the camera. How how can I tell them we got to do a different thing? We got to do something better. We got to structure it better. We got to. Mm-hmm. It just gets a, into a difficult process. Yeah, because you're in your own mind and you're not really like letting people in. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Phineas looks like the only person he let in to understand that is like the manager and his mom. But really, like he needs to let Billy in. Yeah, but there's a level of there's there's an emotional connection now that mm-hmm. you don't want to disrupt. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Oh, I'm just thinking, like, just thinking about it stresses me the heck out, <laughs> man. Because being professional and being a good brother and a good friend is just so difficult. You can't, it's it's hard to mix the two, for sure. Mm, yeah. Like, if I'm working with a, another stranger, mm-hmm. right, and we're just trying to be professional about it, be like, cool. And if you're, if you're not, they're not working well, I could tell them off. I could be like, screw you, like, you're yeah. not doing this the way I want it. But if it's you, I can't say nothing. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> if it's if it's my brother, I can't say nothing. If uh-huh. it's if it's my girlfriend, I can't say nothing. Mm-hmm. I gotta like find a way to communicate it to uh-huh. you so that you understand. Same thing with them. Yeah. Same, like it's a different language at that point. And and I know exactly. I'm not the best partner sometimes. Yo, sometimes I just don't go. I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just. I like to just have fun all the time. Mm-hmm. So I can I can see why it, it becomes stressful. It's just it's a it's a different it, now. Business language is not what you can use. Mm-hmm. It's like a different dialect within <laughs> business language. <laughs> uh-huh. There's just so much. There's so much that goes into it that not a lot of people understand. That's mm-hmm. why when I watched the Billy documentary, I, I was watching with, with my brother, and I was just like, "This is what what chasing greatness is. Mm-hmm. This is what being great is. Yeah, it's knowing like how hard you have to work, but then like working with the stress and the anxiety mm-hmm. of it all." Just having the world on your back, yeah, that's a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. you know. And to just keep pushing through every day, waking up every morning, and consistently going at it, that mm. that takes a different level of greatness. Yeah, and it, it gets hard sometimes. But as you can see, like Billy pushes through it, and like Adesanya, we we well, obviously we don't know most of his struggles, but we just like know like words and stories. But you can tell like he's pushed through it because he's been like goal oriented like his whole life, right? Mm-hmm. Since like the age of like what eighteen, twenty, mm-hmm. and boom, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fight. I'm gonna be professional. I'm like, oh shit, dude. Yeah, man. Like Kobe said, I this is, I always refer to Kobe as someone that inspires me. He goes, he goes, he has this motivational interview, and he tells us, he goes, I have a job to do. It's my responsibility. Go out, perform, mm. perform. If I'm a dad right now, I have to be a dad. That's it. That's my only priority. If mm. I'm gonna be on the court, I am Kobe Bryant. I'm the basketball player. I'm gonna be the greatest on the court. Yeah. There are times that you should know okay this is my responsibility right now this is what needs my time i have to cancel everything this is this is my number one priority yeah. and to be able to have that level of discipline is again another level of greatness mm-hmm. right adesanya is one of those guys that he said dare to be great mm-hmm. not a lot of people wake up having goals yeah a lot of people just live their life the way things go go with the flow whatever but to have goals means to be strict. means to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. And some days I wake up and I go, man, screw this, bro. I don't want to do this. I yeah. don't want to get up. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to film. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But what can you do? You have yeah. goals. If you don't do this thing, your goals won't come closer. Yeah. So what are you going to? You're going to give up? Like you can't. And, and goals is like the first thing. The first, like, the first thing you do is like, you know, make the goal. The second thing, you have to create the habits that lead towards that goal, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, if it was, like, the podcast, right, we have to film, like, consistently every week, like, the episodes, mm-hmm. right? Like, obviously, I feel the same way sometimes. Like, I, I don't want to film, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, fuck. But I, I have to. Cause, yeah. like, and, because, like, now, 
it's harder because we're on a time crunch mm-hmm. because now you have work, I have work again. So like it creates like a lot of conflict sometimes. I'd say so like leading on and yeah, bro, you're going to create habits to reach your goals, I guess. But I know damn well that if we stop doing this podcast, mm-hmm. we'd feel like trap because we, we've stopped doing the podcast here and there mm-hmm. for, you know, good amounts of time. And we, we even say to ourselves, what are we doing? Like, I feel like there's something missing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, me and him always say, we feel like we were born to be dads. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And in a way, this is us trying to inspire and, you know, like teach people. Mm-hmm. This is like our only outlet to do so. Yeah. So this is why we do this. And, you know, this is if you don't if this is not what you you know want to listen to, then you're free to plug out. Right. Yeah. Like it's just, just for the people that care and support us. Mm-hmm. And we try our best every day to to be great. Yeah. Dare to be great. <sighs> but yeah, a lot of stress, even though we're just starting, like we know it's going to get worse. In the future, but it'll be all worth it. Yeah, one hundred percent. So UFC two fifty nine, we're in post fight, and <sighs> our predictions were very wrong. I blame Dom. He made me lose uh, money on gambling, I, but I only bet like what fifteen dollars. He lost five. <laughs> Israel Adesanya came up short in the double champ fight, and it's okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. I w- I was really hoping he'd win, but then obviously around like a third round, Jan kind of saw his opening when he like took him down. He he understood that within the clinch, yeah, yeah the wrestling was the way to go. When I saw them, like, oh, it's over. Yeah, the third round, I'm like, fuck. We can go over how that went. First of all, if you guys know, his weight is normally one eighty five, mm-hmm. and he had to make weight leading up to the fight, so he was barely two hundred pounds at yeah. the weigh in. By the time of the actual fight, I think he lost a few pounds, mm-hmm. right? Because when you, like, eat a lot and then you, like, a few days pass by, it goes down. Yeah. Except for Jan, uh, he has to lose weight leading up to the weigh-in. And then by the time of the fight, he puts it back on. Mm-hmm. So, from my perspective, Jan probably weighed either from 20 to 40 pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's that. why... The wrestling was so easy. If you watch that match, it was so easy to take down mm-hmm. Adesanya. And I mean, striking, it was a little... Yeah. It was a little half and half. Me me and Ken were watching that fight la- that night, and we were just super, super... Uh, we are like, please, 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 <laughs> please. I think the part that shook me the most was like the last 10 seconds of the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Yon like got up, he started, he started going yeah, at him. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, that, that, that helped him. Like That solidifies uh, that round. Yeah, yeah for sure. But let's let's not over like miss the fact that let's talk about Peter Yan, ah, motherfucker. <laughs> and what was his name? Um, I don't know if it was Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, Sterling. God damn it! That match was the worst match <laughs> to ever. Ha- like I think that was the only time that's ever happened. I don't know. But when we were watching it, we were so super frustrated because Peter Yan, even though the judges scored it like around like it was even or tied mm-hmm. or whatever, come on, that round. That was all Peter Yan. It was over. Like, like most of the round. I know, right? Like, <laughs> he's like, fading. Uh, all I see, uh, Aljamain Sterling on the ground, on the ground, on the ground, flipping, tripping, or whatever. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. He's always on the ground. I'm yeah. like, dude, just get the fuck up. Yeah, and, and he would just, like, lay on his back, try to try to get him in, like, yeah. trap him in, and it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Peter Yan was kicking his leg, like, his, his mm-hmm. quad, and just like, come on, just get up, bro. Right. And it was really annoying. I hated that. I hated every second of that fight because I was just like, it was good because Peter Jan was just destroying yeah. him. The outcome, oh, the absolutely terrible. Um, there was an illegal knee and it might have been a miscommunication between coaches. Mm-hmm. But if you saw afterwards, this is where I get frustrated in. Go ahead. <laughs> Aljamain Sterling won the belt because of an illegal hit. Correct. And then he gets given the belt and was awarded the win. And then he drops the belt. He goes, I'm not the champ. This is not how I wanted to win. Understandably, right? Yeah. Cool. That's a champ move. But, but then he, he goes, you know, because he's, he's like basically unconscious. He can't, like he's yeah. concussed, sorry. And then he goes and does the interview. Okay, do the interview. And then he celebrates with his family. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's drink. Oh, and then he pulls out the belt out of some case. And I'm just like, where was this, bro? <laughs> like, that you didn't win. 
oh, well, like, you know, there was an illegal strike and only champs know not to do that mm. stuff. I'm like, shut the fuck up. This was so frustrating. Mm. If you're a champ, you understood that you didn't win properly and you throw the belt in front of everybody. Mm. Behind closed doors, you understand, I have to defend this, but I have to do a rematch because this clearly didn't sit well with everybody at home. Mm. It didn't sit well with the whole company. This yeah. is not the right way to win a championship. He just showed his true colors on social media. I'm sorry. That was terrible. Dude, when you showed me that, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah, man, this guy was celebrating. Like, like, we, we had respect for him when you threw down the belt. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, you know, that, yeah, that's yeah, a fair yeah. move. I understand, you mm-hmm. know. At least you know, you acknowledge. You're not going to be cocky and shit. Like, yeah. oh, I fucking won this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you see that, I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. You know? Yeah, like it's it, might not, it might not seem like what it seems, but mm. from what we see, that's what we see. It looked like J.R. Smith holding a Henny bottle because he, <laughs> <laughs> he, he won the NBA uh, Finals because of LeBron and Kyrie. Mm. Like, come on. You didn't win that. That's not you. Someone else made a mistake. That was it. That's mm. not an actual win. You were fading the whole match. You got dropped so many times. Dude, and like I remember, like uh, he went for uh, a kick at the head. They mm-hmm. just ended up like falling down. Yeah. Like, how? <laughs> Aren't you supposed to like know how to balance and shit? Yeah. He was. Yeah. He was definitely fatigued that whole match. There was no way. No, and especially during like what fourth, third quarter uh, round. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he lost, that mm. was. Anyways, on a brighter note, we have the freaking goat. Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes, the lioness. Took her down in two minutes and three seconds. That was a beautiful, beautiful execution. She, I, I remember going up to the fight. We were just like, oh my gosh, she's so much taller. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 this, this, this. And then next thing you know. She's on the ground. On the ground. <laughs> and she didn't even, f- like, like, you could tell when she got hit. Uh-huh. Her legs just were, like, gone. Yeah. Like, waist down. Gone and she fell easily. Mm. You get into a scramble, and then you have Amanda with the the, tri- the leg triangle lock, and then it goes into an arm bar. And I thought mm. she was gonna break that settle gun. I was like, oh no! I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw that. Like I knew what was happening. I didn't know what it's called. I'm like, oh shit! Oh shit! Is she gonna, is she gonna do it? She's gonna do it? And then the ref. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This close. But this it was close. beautiful jujitsu. I mean, I, if I'm not wrong, I mean she's Brazilian, so mm. it's like her her martial art. So it was freaking beautiful, beautiful. Oh, just like what? What can you say? She's the double champ. There's nothing else mm. you could say about that. Like, I think they even said there's no woman on this planet that could fight you. It's just, <laughs> it's just not a thing. Uh-huh. I mean, I would love to see her fight this other um, champ, Zhang Weili, mm. who is a freak. If I showed you Zhang Weili, she's no, a yeah, beast. Me, bro. She's That's a scary. freaking beast. But she, I think she's a different weight, so it's mm. never gonna happen. But damn, who could Amanda? She can't. She'd have to fight, like, I don't know, one of her teammates, I guess, because this is terrible. Like, I think every, everyone's like, honestly, she could fight a man. She could definitely, she, she, like... She could, I'm pretty sure. Could she beat you? Yes. She could beat me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even cap. Dude, if you're in the UFC, I'm like, all right, I know you can beat me. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I ain't even going to try. And, like, uh, th- I mean, it's funny, because the whole fight, you're watching the embedded vlogs, mm-hmm. and she just has her baby around, <laughs> and, like, her family, and it's mm-hmm. super wholesome, and then she gets into the ring, and just like, oh, did we leave Mommy Nunez in the <laughs> freaking locker room? Jesus Christ. Dude, I was fucking... Uh, scary. I felt bad for the girl. The, 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 yeah, was Ma- it Amanda? Ma- Megan, Megan Anderson. Mm-hmm. I, I think just felt bad for her. I'm like, oh, dude. Yeah. She, uh... Yeah, I mean, nice try. She still got a long way to go. Literally, it was a very long way to go. But back to the Adesanya and Jan Blakovic fight. That fight was, I mean, it was as good as it gets. If you're mm-hmm. if you're a fan of, like, just martial arts in general, you love that match. If you're a casual, I don't know how you'd mm-hmm. feel about that. Maybe you'd get bored. I don't know. But for me, I loved every second of the fight. I thought it was very even mm-hmm. until the takedowns came in. Yeah. Like, like Kenneth said, takedowns definitely were the game changer and... I think the weight played a huge role. I think if, uh, you know, during the build-up to the fight, Israel Adesanya, like, just kept building weight, I think maybe he could have had more power towards mm. Jan, but I don't think it settled because Jan was just a bigger, stronger man. Yeah. And you know what he said? He goes, um, you believe I'm champ now? <laughs> like, like Dana White put the belt on him, uh-huh. and then uh, I think he said to Dana, "Like you never believed in me." Ooh. I don't think I think he felt like such an underdog. Well, I mean, as he should, right? Yeah, like, everyone like is like rooting against him and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Like, he's like 
a good fighter, but people like oversee that. I think people only oversee it because, I mean, Adesanya holds like this this huge market value as a fighter. Mm. Like he's he's dominated w- middleweight, and it just made sense for everybody. Like okay, yeah, he's gonna win it. Mm. Like when um, Conor McGregor was you know seven and like six and zero oh going into the Jose Aldo fight. Aldo was the champ. Mm-hmm. Connor was the upcoming, but I'm pretty sure everyone thought Connor was going to win, which is weird because, you know, Aldo was whatever. But yeah. Connor was just so good in the last six matches that it just made sense for people. Like, mm-hmm. he has this momentum, he's going to win. So, same thing with Adesanya. He's been 20 and 0. Mm-hmm. You're like, he's, he's gonna, he, he'd win. And he yeah. has all this background history. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we thought. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Jan Blakovich and. I mean, he's great. Uh-huh. I, I'm, we, we didn't say he wasn't great, mm-hmm. right? We just thought that Adesanya might have been the more skilled fighter. And it was a little uh, biased. It was a little biased. Okay, <laughs> but let me ask you this. What do you think is worse, losing the streak or losing the title? That is a good question. I mean, technically, Adesanya is still champ. So I mm-hmm. think I think losing, losing uh, the title is fine. I mean, sorry, losing the record is fine. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he's still champ. Yeah. You know, Jan is still champ. No one says anything bad about Adesanya. He's like one of those guys you just can't hate. Yeah. So it is what it is. I think it was, it was good the way it yeah. ended. Even if he, he did win, everyone still would have praised him and everyone mm-hmm. still would have like had Jan's black, uh, black, back. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of his last name. Uh-huh. Lakovic. I will never get tired of saying that name. But yeah, it was a good match. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, I think Izzy might have to go back down. I don't know what he's going to do, but. No, I think, I think he said he's going back down. He's going to go back yeah. down. Yeah. But, you know, Jan was just the better fighter that night. Mm-hmm. He even said so. And, you know, they said that why he didn't win. Right. Because uh, Adesanya didn't do an anime r- r- Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. I'm like, oh, wait, isn't he supposed to do something? Okay, he did. Okay. He was very, very calm. But, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's UFC 259 for you guys. Mm-hmm. There's not much else to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Booth Podcast. This has been your host, Ken. And, Dom. And please follow our socials down in the description below. Tune into our Spotify. And if you enjoy this podcast, leave a like, comment, and subscribe. As always, that's been it. Peace. Peace.